Get your stomachs ready because there's a ton of things we need to talk about on Snack Time. Also, it's Disney Plus Day and plenty of news to cover. All that and more on this week's episode of The Q-Busters. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're The Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies, and streams. I'm Andrew. He's Ken. How you doing, Ken? What are we talking about today? So for those who are wondering why you should get your stomachs ready, we have a triple feature this week on Snack Time. First time ever. Probably not the last time, though. I mean, you got to have some good snacks to go along with your movies. Um, but we got, we got an action-packed show today. We're going to be breaking down the Spider-Man poster. Lots of hidden Easter eggs there. Wicked, the successful musical, is finally going to get a movie. And there's a star that's got me excited. Squid Games makes the news. And then Disney Plus, this Friday, might break. Because they have so much content that people (laughs) are going to be dashing to watch. All that ahead right here on the Q-Busters. So I figure we'll kick it up with Q or Bust. I actually have a pretty extensive list this time around. I watched a lot of different stuff. So uh, what's your list looking like, Andrew? Uh, My list is a little mild this week. I've been continuing watching the shows I've been watching. Uh, I finished my Matrix watch. Um. And I started watching the Spider-Man movies again in anticipation of the new Spider-Man movie. And then finally, I watched the show on Netflix. It's called, like, Myths and Monsters. Uh, It was fine. Uh, Like, I love those stories, but I didn't like the presentation of them in that series. Like, the artwork they do is great, but, like, the way they tell the, the narration and whatnot just felt a little conspiratorial and... I was not feeling it. So for me, that's a bust. But everything else I've been watching, you know, put it in your queue. If They're fran- beloved franchises. If you love them, you love them. If not, you already know that. So, yeah, just continuing watching most of the things I've seen before. But the new thing I checked out was that Myth and Monster show. It wasn't for me. Okay. I am going to go along that same pattern. So... I watched a bunch of different stuff. Two of the things I watched were on Netflix. The first is Army of Thieves. This is the prequel of Army of the Dead. Um, Has the the main character that was robbing banks. Um, He's starring in this one. It kind of gives more backstory on his character and how he kind of got into the whole... uh, being a thief, robbing banks, you know, making that kind of his hidden talent. Um, and as much as I wanted to love this movie, uh, it just unfortunately didn't know the type of movie it wanted to be. There was a lot of really unique action sequences. Uh, I really liked the way they went about um making this a a bank heist type of movie but with three different safes so that was really cool um it is set in the time period where zombies are starting to exist and appear 
However, they don't really capitalize on that. There's some really terrible humor uh, in this movie uh, that doesn't stick for me. Um, what do you mean over- by terrible humor? Just like jo- like jokes that aren't told well or like like really crass jokes? It's a mix of a joke that's not told well and it's a mix of putting in a joke at a time that doesn't make sense for me. Okay. Um, like, for example, let's say... There's a really intense moment. Sure. They seem to want to slide a joke in, and then it just takes you right out of that moment, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give anything away necessarily, but there's, like, this scene where the main character and another guy are about to fight, and he goes in to try to punch him, and he does the whole, ah, that hurt, you know, thing. Oh, yeah, like the, the Jackie Chan hand wave. Yeah, and, like, if the whole movie was that kind of way, uh, I'm used to it then. Whatever, fine. But when, it's, when it goes from humorous to action to over-the-top... Like the tone shifts too much for me to to really know what I'm supposed to um, enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. They so, don't know what they want, so I see. Yeah, and it, it's a shame because the premise is actually really cool. Um, basically, like these are people that all have different talents that make them like the most wanted people in the world, they recruit, you know, this guy because he is the best at cracking these specific type of safes because like he spent his whole life preparing for it. They're kind of like these like mythical safes that like nobody believes exist. Um, And like, you know, that's a great premise. And the heist scenes where they actually go in and they try to, you know, rob the banks, those are really executed well. Unfortunately, um, they can't, they couldn't capitalize on anything else throughout the runtime. So um, I, I felt like it was a huge miss. And not to mention, we already know the outcome of this character in Army of the Dead. So it kind of takes away um, any opportunities for further movies with this character yeah right that makes total sense right like you know he's gonna get out of it in the end and all that too um because he has to be in the other movie right Uh, okay something that netflix did do right big mouth season five i've been watching big mouth since it came on to netflix uh this is a show created by nick kroll very famous funny comedian um And a lot of his friends actually pop up throughout this show. It's an animated show that basically talks about kids in high school that are going through puberty and changes and all this other (laughs) wild stuff that happens when you're a kid, right? Yeah. Um, I think of it as like an animated version of maybe American Pie or um, maybe something of that stature. It's it's definitely um, it knows what time period we're in right now. It knows what's current and trending right now. And it definitely puts those kind of environments in the show. 
Um, I I enjoy it. I think that um, it's very raunchy. So definitely yeah. uh, be careful who you watch this show with because it's going to crack a lot of jokes and have a lot of different scenes in it that might be uncomfortable or weird for people. Um, but I think it's super creative. It's funny. Um, and like I said, they, they're very self-aware. They know what's going on. So like this season, one of the funniest episodes was they paid homage to Seinfeld, um, oh, nice. which was super funny. Um, and then they also, <laughs> Nick Kroll, the real life Nick Kroll actually appears uh, in this season to talk to the animated version of himself, which oh, that's, which was great. You gotta love when they break the fourth wall. <laughs> that's really clever. I've seen only a couple episodes of the show, but people who watch it really say it's really good. It's like a really good cartoon for adults to watch. Um, awesome. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying that one. Yeah, I I watch these in like a day or two. I think there's only 10 episodes a season and they're so easy to get through. Uh, and it's something like every year I'm excited when they release a new season because it's just it, it's just uh, uh, easy show to watch. And it's super funny. You don't really get too many shows that can make you laugh anymore. A lot of them are like sci fi or serious or dramas. Um, this is just a really ridiculous um, uh, laugh fest, I guess. Sweet. So I'm going to shift gears here. I'm going to go to New Orleans um, and talk about Princess and the Frog. So Steph and I this weekend, we watched three different movies. I'm going to showcase these really quickly. Princess and the Frog was the first one we watched. Never saw it before. Um, is it is Princess, on Disney Plus. Is that Princess Tiana? It is. Yep. Nice. Really cool movie. Um, basically, she has this dream where she wants to have her own restaurant because her and her dad had this dream. But she's poor. She doesn't have any money. And there's this whole thing, you know, if you wish upon a star you know you could get your dreams come true yeah um and then you know how she transforms into a frog and she kind of develops her relationship with the prince who's also a frog um i thought that that was great uh ray the, the like little lightning bug he was great um the shadow man is a great villain I uh, really enjoyed him, and he's definitely in a, a testament to New Orleans, you know, that whole black magic. Uh, very cool. I love the whole voodoo type of, you know, presence there. So, um, yeah, Princess and the Frog, very good watch, um, super entertaining, and uh, makes you want to eat beignets. So <laughs> That's why you were asking about them the other day. <laughs> Yeah, man. There's just something about like animated food. It it looks so good. Yeah. Oh man. 100%. Uh. So then we went in a different route, and I know we haven't ever covered this on the podcast. So, um, musicals. 
one of my favorite musicals of all time is Phantom of the Opera, the 2004 version starring Gerard Butler. Um, I, I adore this movie. I think it's great. Not only does it mix in a great musical performance, you know, I love all the different songs, especially music of the night, you know, um, but also it's so dark too and um really emotional you know you you have this guy that's kind of like haunting this opera house and kind of forcing them to run his play and and have it his way and then he he you know he's kind of coaching this girl and then he builds a relationship with her and then he gets jealous when she he finds out that she's uh in love with someone else and how that kind of shifts gears throughout it's just it's it's such a great movie joel schumacher really understood andrew lloyd weber's famous classic phantom of the opera and the way that they had transported onto the big screen it's just one of the best musicals ever done so i don't know if you've seen it or not but it's it's such an easy movie to watch and the songs will get stuck in your head for a long time i have not seen it but i enjoy a good musical here or there well maybe this next one on the list you've seen and this is one of stephanie's favorite moulin rouge starring Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. Uh, I I love this movie, too. It's just, it's so much fun. I really love how they mix in what it, what was at the time new music, current music, with, you know, um, set in, like, the 1800s. So it's, it's really great. The cinematography in that movie is amazing. It won a ton of awards for the right reason. It's just such a fun movie, uh, a movie everybody can sing along to. And then, you know, obviously a really emotional third act that anytime I watch that movie, uh, it always gets to me. So I tried this weekend. I was like, uh, come on, I can get through this. And no, (laughs) (laughs) so uh the show must go on as they say indeed i have seen that and it is very good you man you got a long your bus and i know you got more well that's all i have right now um i didn't actually get a chance to watch one of the movies that i really wanted to but i'll cover it uh soon as as we kind of discuss movies that you should be checking out this weekend. All right. So, so you know what? Let's just jump right into that. What What's coming out? Because so in case you don't know, folks, Disney Plus Day is here November, November 12th. They're releasing a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about a few of those on top of other stuff that's coming out. So let's jump right into that. Uh, starting with Disney Plus, Shang-Chi, the Marvel movie, is coming to Disney Plus. Uh, Olaf has something from Frozen coming out. They got... The new Home Alone, Sweet Home Alone movie coming out. Um, and Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Thank you, Ken. Jungle Cruise. There's a Simpsons thing happening. There's 
something called Enchanted coming out. There's a Jeff Goldblum season two coming out. There's a Boba Fett documentary coming out. There's a ton of stuff. If you watched like football this past weekend, like the advertising was all over it while watching football. Um, so yeah, uh, if you don't know what to watch this weekend, you can definitely just hit up Disney Plus and find something new for sure. But outside of that, what else is there, Ken? So we're gonna get we're gonna dive obviously into that Disney Plus a little bit more. Um, but if you don't have Disney Plus and you didn't get in on the dollar ninety nine deal for Disney Plus Day, good old Netflix has got your back with Red Notice, starring Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and The Rock. Nice. That's also like a secret agent heist type of movie looks phenomenal. I remember yeah. watching the trailer a couple months ago and I'm just like the rock and Ryan Reynolds are in it. Yeah. I don't, I don't even need to see anything else. Just yeah. My, my if my memory serves correctly, it's like uh, John wick style where like the red notice goes out and like some, someone has like a hit on their head from all the assassins that they need to get away from. I don't remember who plays who, but that was, my recollection and that should be a fun watch yeah it looks like one of those classic like they're all against each other and then they gotta work with each other or they gotta you know try to bamboozle the other guy you know it looks cool uh and then for those who don't have netflix they don't have disney plus but they have twenty dollars no time to die is on demand so if you didn't get to see the blockbuster at the theaters, now you have a chance to watch it at the comfort of your home for $19.99. Daniel Craig's final James Bond movie. That's right. So be Starring sure to watch that. Rami Malek as the villain. So Ooh, interesting. I'm excited to see how that goes. I don't. I don't think he's ever played a villain. So kind of excited. He, I th- he's a good enough actor that he he can pull that off though, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let. Let's peel the onion back a little bit here. So yeah, I know you saw Jungle Cruise, so we can kind of yeah. scratch that one off for now. It was good. It's worth your time. Shang-Chi and Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, let's just break down our expectations for both film uh, before we get into some movie news. Yeah. Uh, okay, Shang-Chi, my expectations are super high. Reviews around it were really good. They People... From like the San Francisco area, said so the depiction of San Francisco is really good. Um, like compared to like Eternals, which is like getting mixed reviews, my expectations are way higher for this movie, and I'm super excited to watch it. Uh, like November 12th, I will be watching that movie because that's the day it comes out, right? Uh, Home Alone, what were these people thinking, Ken? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I. Uh, I want to be, I want to be, I want to find the right words so that I don't totally ruin a relationship in Hollywood. No. (laughs) Because I I know they're listening to us, you know. Here's the Uh, thing about Hollywood. They appreciate honesty. And here's my opinion. So it's Home Alone set in the modern day, right? Which means that, like, half the traps, at least, are going to be, like, smart device enabled. You know, hey, Alexa, set off the whatever. And that right there is going to be... I know nothing about this movie, Ken, but that right there is going to be the problem. Because I guarantee 
the only reason this movie was made was they got enough money from like the smart apps and whatever that little Macaulay Culkin is going to be like, hey, Alexa, you know, get that plug in for like every single thing. Hey, Google Home, set off the sprinklers. And then he's going to sit back and drink a Pepsi for like 30 seconds just so you think about getting a Pepsi while watching this movie. Because that's what this <laughs> that's what I'm expecting out of this movie, because there's no way it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I basically for this movie, I have little to no expectations. Um, I think Home Alone 1 and 2 are some of the best movies of all time. Um, Foreshadowing to the future, Andrew and I are going to do some holiday Christmas rankings in December. I guarantee we're both going to have that movie somewhere in our list. Uh, Home Alone 3, really solid uh third entry they they recast macaulay culkins i think he was too old or he had other things he was doing um but that movie still delivered but for those who don't know they made two more movies after that four and five and yeah i own them they're bad they were straight to tv because they weren't good enough to make it to theaters um and one of those movies does do exactly what you're describing now with basically, you know, you could tell the shower to basically flood because it's electronic or something like that. It's a smart shower or something. It it was it was bad. Um, but for those, let's give it a little bit of hope. So Archie Yates is going to be Max Mercer, who is going to be the main character. Yeah. He's from Jojo Rabbit. I still haven't seen that, uh, but I know that that was. It's the same kid. Um, it's not the kid that you're thinking. It's not the uh, blonde kid. Okay. Uh, they have Rob Delaney. Yeah. Um, who was Peter in Deadpool 2, the standout character? Yeah. Uh, Devin Rattay is gonna be Buzz, so they brought back Buzz, the iconic That's... character from yeah. the originals. Uh, yeah, I'm Pete... looking. At... Oh, go ahead. I'm looking at this cast, and maybe they can pull it off with the cast, because you're about to say his name. Keenan Thompson, he's Keenan, great. Keenan Ellie Thompson. Kemper, she's great. Ashling B, I adore her. If you've watched any like British comedy panel show, Taskmaster, whatever, Frank, uh, you'll know who she is instantly. She's hilarious. Uh, I'm not familiar with Ali Mackey, but then you got Mikey Day and Chris yeah. Parnell. Yeah. So, so I mean, they they pulled off a lot of SNL alum, you know, yeah. that people really enjoy. Pete Mikey Day is is probably one of the funniest guys in the current SNL cast, along with obviously Keenan. Um. So I mean, from a casting perspective, it looks like they did their homework and they they casted pretty good people for the roles the only problem is just like we were saying last week with garfield Who's who asked who asked for this movie you yeah. know like when you have something as precious as home alone with macaulay Culkins and joe pesci and and daniel stern like that's a masterpiece and the only thing that you're gonna do as you watch this movie and is compare them side by side because you what are you going to gonna do in this yeah. film 
that's going to make it stand out and make it different than the original trilogy. That's an excellent point. Like, you take this cast, you don't slap Home Alone on it, you just call it something else. You know, like, create your own franchise. It can even be the same premise, you know, defend the house. It just, and like, it'll draw comparisons, but the expectations won't be as high. And it'll be a fun time. But, but yeah, I'm, I still don't think it'll be good. Uh, I hope it is based on that cast because I like a lot of those people in that cast, but it's not going to be good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to watch Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I'm going to watch Disney Third Plus, Wars. right? Like, I don't need yeah. to pay extra to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. And, and real quick before we get to movie news, um, Shang-Chi, I'm excited for that. Um, I... I heard that the Red Hulk from the Incredible Hulk is somehow affiliated with this movie. Um, can't wait to see him again because he was an awesome character. And uh, I heard the special effects were amazing. Anytime Fortnite brings one of the characters into their game, that means the movie's amazing. So, not you know, there's been a couple of thugs <laughs> on uh, Fortnite. Let's not kid ourselves. Earmuffs, um, people. Don't listen to Andrew. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked. I've been waiting forever for this to come to Disney Plus. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I mean, now officially, pretty much all of the movies that were uh, 1999 are now free. Uh, and for those that were late to the party, Black Widow is also available. So yeah. It's time to catch up, folks, in the MCU. Watch those shows you haven't watched. Watch those movies you haven't watched. Get caught up. Get excited with me. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to keep the MCU train rolling with that poster? Yeah, let's talk about that. So the Spider-Man No Way Home poster came out, and it is filled with easter eggs obviously the most obvious one is it's spider-man facing doc ock's arms but if you look closely ken you see a little green goblin on a hoverboard that looks just like the green goblin from the sam raimi movies and you see like the sandstorm which maybe there's sandman in there and you see lightning and you're like all right these could be special effects from mysterio and it's a hype poster and you're you're missing the biggest detail of all. In the bottom left hand corner, it looks like Mephisto. Uh they have confirmed and said that Sandman and Electro would be in these movies. So uh, yeah, uh, Electro. I think they're building up to a Sinister Six film, um, which would be incredible if it's not already in this movie because i heard the lizard is supposed to be in this movie too so wait hold up this little red splotch is supposed to be mephisto that's what i think yeah oh i see it now i thought oh it's only his face right Mm -hmm. okay i thought that was I was looking at it wrong, but I totally see that now. Yeah, spot on. I'm hyped. It's going to be a good movie. Uh, What do you think of the fact that they went with the same suit? They didn't change the spidey suit. 
I don't love the suit. I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think that that's something I'm excited about. But I also have not been a big fan of the suit the last two films. It doesn't look as clean or as crisp as uh, the original or the Amazing Spider-Man suit. So um, I don't know. It's it's different. Let's put it that way. But if the Sinister Six is coming and possibly Toby and Andrew are coming and we get kind of like this multiverse Spider-Man crossover movie with possibly Venom. Oh, my God, dude. They will cross so many. uh, They will check so many boxes and it will maybe be the biggest grossing Marvel movie ever. Yeah. 100%. Hundred percent. I th- I think I think once people see it and start talking about it, and it, if it lives up to expectations, it is gonna beat Endgame if it beats expectations, like box office wise. Yeah, I. That, that's 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 I I recognize that's also a very big ask, right? I mean, if there's a franchise that could do it, it's Marvel. They've already done some of the biggest crossovers ever i mean when they did avengers that was huge to see all those people on the big screen together and then they did uh infinity war and that was incredible and endgame was incredible so if you can do a spider-man level and just get everyone in it wow yeah do you think we get introduced to like a miles morales not yet, no. I expect this to be a two-part movie or a movie that wraps itself up in another one of the movies. I mean, so, that's what Marvel is now, right? The movies just run together. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get a Miles Morales... Um, like an end credit? You know, at, the, at the end. Um, the only way he can really be in it, though, I think... Is if Peter Parker dies? No, nah, because at, at some point you gotta have Peter Parker like meet Miles Morales, right? You gotta meet. First. Yeah, right before he dies. <laughs> Doesn't have to die, but it could, I, 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 I could bet you it'll be like a four-year-old kid. He's like, ah, my name's Miles, and like, oh, so this is gonna be like, you know, twelve years from now, this is who we can expect to be <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, uh, that would be that would be terrible. I don't think it'll. I don't think it would be terrible. I just could see it happening. Like I don't think it'd take away from anything. Nah, look, this is the Peter Parker film everyone wants to see. Forget it. I don't want Miles in it. He can have his own movie. Uh, but he's Spider Man. It's Spider Man in a Spider Man movie. No, man. I want to see the other Spider Man creatures. No, you're going. You're going to. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, end credit scene, Peter Parker's in Starbucks, he's getting his coffee, and, like, a mom, like, orders her, like, coffee, and she's like, Miles, do you want anything? And the kid goes, no! And, like, that's the scene. Yeah, it could happen. I just think, if 
you're going to introduce somebody like Miles, you got to have like an iconic scene uh, to bring him into the to the franchise, you know? Maybe he's the kid who gets saved saved in this movie for some reason. There you go. That would be cool. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the blue the blueprint isn't in, into the Spider Verse, so you know. Right. They kind of touch on Miles and different versions of Spider Man from different universes, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, let's move on, shall we? Unless you have anything else to add. Um, Squid Game Season 2 got announced. Yeah, unfortunately, there isn't a whole lot of information yet as far as um, the full cast, the plot, anything of that nature. All we know is the main character, Ji-Hun, or Gi-Hun, uh, will be returning. So Sweet. We knew that Makes this sense. was going to happen. One of the biggest shows of all time. Um, the Funko Pops are coming out to the store, so be on the lookout for that. Oh, I could totally see what Tattoo Face guy with, with the Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some stores are making them uh, limited edition, so it's pretty okay. cool. Uh, I know the for Funko collectors like myself, the different security guards are going to be in different places. So depending oh, on like, which symbol you want. Oh, the triangle or the square or the circle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Those are going to be the hard ones to find. So the circles. And then our last bit of movie news. Wicked, the successful musical that I've never seen, even though I love Wizard of Oz, <laughs> is finally going to hit the big screen. And they cast Ariana Grande as Galinda. So that's excited. She's the good witch. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see, A, what this is all about, because I've, I haven't read up or seen the play before, but... I believe that this is like an origin story, right? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a prequel. Uh, I also haven't seen the musical. I know it's people absolutely adored it. It's a good story. It's about the witches hanging out before they become like mortal enemies or something. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where that goes. I mean, I know they're gonna take their time to really. Uh, pay tribute to the musical and then it always helps when you actually cast your leads who can already sing so yeah. and it's about uh, time I, i've like the musical's been out forever at this point it's about the time they turn it into a movie hamilton did it in like two years let's let's freaking go i'm excited for this one um the other piece of news we have ken is the world's sexiest man alive. It's officially Paul Rudd, folks. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I, Weird Al had the best response to this on Twitter. He posted a picture of Paul Rudd dressed as Weird Al. Uh, yeah, it proves it. That photo proves it 100% that <laughs> Paul Rudd's the world's sexiest man alive. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, this is always one of those prestigious awards every year that gets handed out. And, you know, in the past, it's been like George Clooney or Brad Pitt or, you know, Ryan Reynolds, um, Ryan Gosling, guys like that. So to see it go to Paul Rudd, uh, you know, is, is, is pretty awesome. He uh, he deserves it. He's been in the acting business for years. Um, and the one thing I'll say is he doesn't look like he's aged too much. So, you know, he's got that going for him. So, you know, don't forget to vote for me next year. <laughs> Not to mention the sexiest characteristic is being funny and like a good person. And that seems to be characteristics of Paul Rudd. So hey, anyone's got a chance. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. Ken, what? Ken, 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 Ken. You, you want to segue into one of the worst refereed games of all time? Uh, I don't, but I mean, it's our duty to talk about barely news. The Bears got the game stolen from them by the refs, unless you're, of course, a Steelers fan, but whatever. Uh, the the it was unfortunate. We had a chance to win in the end. Uh, just kicked it short, and I still feel good about our team. Sadly enough. Yeah, I think if you're a Bears fan and you watch this game, um, you would feel two things: devastated by the calls that the refs made in the game, pleasantly surprised with how well. That offense was moving the ball on a consistent basis. Uh, before uh, we even did the show today, Andrew and I always break down the Bears games, and I'm probably the bigger critic out of the two of us because I can't stand watching them play football because most of the time they have one really good drive and then they never build off of it. They just seem stale or like they they can never move the ball or stretch the field or get anything going. Uh, so what I saw on Monday night in prime time against a really good Pittsburgh defense was definitely an incredible performance by Justin Fields. He did everything that was expected of him and then some. Uh, Cole Komet looked really good. Finally looked like the tight end that we thought we were going to get all season long. So better late than never. Definitely looks like they have a good relationship going there. David Montgomery was back. He looked great. Knee definitely doesn't look like a problem. Um, Mooney uh, had some big plays. And then uh, A-Rob made a couple big plays as well. So he's been kind of quiet this season, but it was nice to see him kind of uh, reclaim his wide receiver one role. Uh, the field goal, 66-yarder, I mean... You can't expect to make it. You can't expect anyone to make that, but really the call... There's two calls I'll go back to. The one with Jimmy Graham in the back of the end zone where he caught a clear touchdown, but they um, they took it away from the Bears for a legal formation or something. Terrible call. Um, I... I would watch that play 10 times over. I didn't see anyone move or do anything wrong there. There wasn't any pick plays. There wasn't any um, illegal blocking that I saw. So didn't make any sense why they took that one away. 
And then uh, obviously the the Marsh play where it doesn't look like he was saying anything no, inappropriate. He just, he just stared down the other team and the ref said that was enough to taunt. Right. And then you clearly see on the replay the ref kind of like sticking his back yeah. out so that Marsh would accidentally run, walk run into his, him. Yeah. And then, boom, immediately the flag gets dropped as if it was intentional. Um, the fact that the Bears could still overcome all those things and get to a point where they, if they make the 66-yarder, they win, that's incredible. So Yeah. Like, they needed, like, five extra seconds to run one extra play. That would have put them in field core range. Yeah, hats off to the Bears. Uh, if, you, if you kind of foreshadow into the future of the NFC North. If Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, leave, we got a sneak peek of what that would look like with Jordan Love at the helm, and it was atrocious. Jared Goff can't figure it out in Detroit. And Minnesota's ain't ain't that great either. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. The only wrinkle I'll say here, Andrew, is we have to cover it because it's possible that he's going to come here. Odell Beckham has said, now that he's claimed waivers, Packers, Chiefs, Saints. Yeah. As as a Bucks fan, I do not want him to sign with the Saints. I don't want to give them any life at all. Yep. As a Bears fan, you should be thinking, I don't want him to go to Green Bay. You give Rodgers, Devontae, and Odell? Yeah. That's trouble. So let him go to the Chiefs. I'm sure Mike would be happy with that. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Although there's reports coming out of New England that Bill Belichick would like to have Odell come up there. Yeah, I've seen New England and uh, Seattle both weigh in as they are interested. Um, But I know he's been very adamant about wanting to go to a playoff contender. So... I, I think they're all great fits. I don't think there's any one of those teams um, that he wouldn't go to that he would immediately be a star. The Saints are a little bit worrisome just because they don't have like a great quarterback right now. They have Trevor Simeon. Um, Jameis is out for the year. And then Russell is still dealing with injuries. He's supposed to come back this week, but I don't know if he's going to be 100%. And Mac Jones is a rookie, um, so it's it's tough to see uh, how much of an impact he can do there. But his initial three teams, you know, if he goes to the Chiefs to the Packers, I have to believe the old Odell that we saw in New York is going to be coming back. Yeah, I I, I agree a hundred percent with that sentiment. So. Pretty exciting time for football. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, it's the bye week, so probably check out Disney+. Plus. <laughs> hey, there you go. Way to bring it around. Um, with that, it's time for snack time now. We got a lot of food to cover. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to bring up really quick before we get to snack time is the Manning curse. It is real. Every time the Manning brothers have hosted Monday Night Football, 
the guests that they have on their show the following week, they lose because everyone on their fantasy teams who had Josh Allen, the quarterback, was probably <laughs> thinking, how? How did he lose to the Jags? Blame the Mannings. That's who. But um, all jokes aside, Jacksonville's quietly coming together. Trevor Lawrence looks better. Um they're they're an exciting team. I think in in a year or two they're going to be what Cleveland is now. They'll be a fun team to root for once Urban Meyer's out of there. Um, <laughs> with that, it's snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. Cha cha cha. It's snack time. Okay. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about snack time. First and foremost, if you don't know. The McRib is back. Go get yourselves a McRib. Uh, that is all on that front. <laughs> um, number two. Uh, we got donuts just in time for Thanksgiving. Why don't you tell me about these donuts? So Krispy Kreme has announced in, in time for the holidays, they have a limited time only bag. Pecan pie, cranberry orange, Dutch apple pie, and a special decorated donut called the Gobbler. I don't know what that is, but if that's just like a normal donut that's like that looks like a turkey, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I imagine it's it's just a, a a glazed, dressed up as a turkey. Um, that'd be my guess, but. Two of the flavors really pop out at me that will instantly be classics. The apple pie is 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 got to be uh, a home run. I imagine that's like glazed with a nice icing topping with that apple pie filling. Oh, that just sounds terrific. And then pecan pie is another one of those. If they can capture that that uh, pecan pie filling in the middle. With like maybe crust topping. Oh, that sounds that sounds good. The hardest yeah. part about these limited times is gotta get there early because they sell out fast. Right. And you've noted before that pecan pie is your favorite pie, so that's no surprise there. I gotta say, I like the sound of the cranberry orange donut. I, I think those flavors go really, really good together. And I imagine that'll just be like the glaze on top, like mixed together. That sounds delicious to me. Mm. So you, you you would go for the one that <laughs> I didn't highlight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the cranberry orange and the gobbler. You go for the pecan pie and the Dutch apple pie, and then we'll get back together and share notes. <laughs> like, hey, the Krispy Kreme by our house is still open, and it's it's, it's a staple around here. Whenever that hot sign is on, it's gonna be a good day. Oh yeah, and you can you can actually reserve donuts online, so you know they'll be there for you waiting. Just wow. like that. Um, I never did that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know you get a box of six or whatever at minimum. You know, just, you just go on the website. Anyways, uh, what, tell me about this gingerbread flavored Mountain Dew. Yeah, so Mountain Dew has really gone to the wild and and original side, I guess I'll say. 
they've had so many exotic flavors that have come out in the last couple of months that we probably could have covered every week on snack time. But some of them are just so disturbing that I wouldn't even want to advertise it. But this one, because it's the holidays and because I like gingerbread, I'm going to highlight a gingerbread flavored Mountain Dew. It's a limited batch, so obviously go to your local Target or Walmart to pick it up. But I don't know how this would taste. Mountain Dew's always got the sweeter drinks, so you know it's going to be a sweet drink. But the one thing about gingerbread is it's typically not a sweet cookie. Yeah, I have to imagine it'll be like half Mountain Dew, half ginger ale. And then they mix in like a put in like a couple drops of like vanilla or something. Yeah, because you want that like a good gingerbread cookie also has a a hint of spice to it, you know? Yeah, the ginger. <laughs> yeah, I I I like that. Like it's 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 kind of got like that bitter taste to it. Yeah. Uh, um, so one of my favorite Christmas cookies, by the way, tell Santa. but yeah i uh i don't know um i don't drink pop so i'm never gonna try this i gave that up a couple years ago water all the way but um for those who do try it please let me know if it's good or not i mean it's interesting i i would probably like more of like a i know i'm gonna get shit for this but a hot cocoa marshmallow mountain dew I don't like the idea of carbonated chocolate personally, but I respect your, uh, I'm not going to yuck your yum, as they say. Uh, what, what if they did an egg time? <laughs> That's snack time, folks. It's snack time, it's snack time, it's snack time. Thanks for listening to our show. We post every weekend, typically Saturday afternoons, if not will be there for sure on Sundays. Uh, Thanks. Tune in next time to the Q Busters.